Hey, what's up? This is Kat Jones, your host. Today is February 12th, 2020. I'm getting the flu all over you guys, and this is Queer All Year. Hey, welcome to Queer All Year again. I am, again, not going to repeat everything I say in my intro because you don't need to hear it. Because I've decided you don't need to hear it. I am joined, as always, by my sound producer and bro, Mick G. Con! That movie, like, ruined my childhood, but we're not going to go into that. Uh, anyway, so, like I said, this is Queer All Year, and we are going to get some of the housekeeping out of the way, and then we're going to tell you some stories, and then we're going to have segments every now and then that we're trying out and we're hoping you guys like it if you do or don't or if you're neutral about it i guess you can go out to our facebook group queer all year fam and let us know about it and while you're there you can go out to our facebook page queer all year and like that and that will get you updates every time we post an, a new episode which is every single day but reminder and the group is where you can chat with other people who are awesome like you and if you would like to tweet or instagram at us about how you do or do not or are neutral about our new segments um that is queer all year pod on all the social meds i do not know what big g has added to those but I think there are more than just Twitter and Instagram. Go find us somewhere. Um, if you think we are worth a little bit of support, you know, like, so we can get new headphones for McG because our parents took them, or um, we would really like to go to Omaha for the new, new no-hate photo shoot there, and you guys can hang out with us there. We would also really like to be at the True Crime Podcast Festival in Kansas City this summer. And I say that not to be, like, exploitative of, like, ooh, we're true crime because whatever. Uh, I say that because there is not enough um, representation of LGBT true crime as in um, murders and, like, suicides and just hor- so I want to go there I want to bring us there to basically be annoying and so people will listen because people listen when you're annoying because they want to yell back so annoying uh you can kick us a few bucks at patreon.com slash queer all year pod and we would love you for it so much and you get awesome stuff in return you get at the $5 tier, you get bonus episodes. I think we're going to have some interviews out there. Uh, at the $1 level, you get the bloopers and uh, we have a ringtone out there, I think. So, And then at the $5 tier, you also get everything at the $1 tier and so on and so forth. So it's totally worthwhile to check that out and help us get the word out and spread it across the country or at least to omaha um another big thing you can do for us is to subscribe and rate on whatever pod catcher you use 
Um, uh, the the thing that helps us the most is uh, Apple ratings and subscriptions. Um, if you can rate from the podcast app on your phone or iPad, which is a little purple icon, it just says podcast, I think. Um, those reviews, for some reason, are weighed much more heavily than anything else. Desktop reviews almost don't matter at all. Um, reviews that are just star ratings without comments um, also weigh very little. And also, there's just they got a they have a funky algorithm that no one can figure out. And I am not the kind of I mean, I am a, an analytic person, but I'm not that kind of person who can just sit there and stare at Apple all day and, like, look at hundreds of podcasts and see how they're rated and just, like, then I can't do the math to figure it out. So, what I'm saying is, um, any way that you think you can boost us up in the ratings, anything that you think might help would be wonderful. I will take anything because I don't know how it works, so do whatever you think will work. If you think we are worthwhile, and you like us, and you would like to get the word spread. Um, so, that having been said, I think that's all the housekeeping. Um, this episode, we are going to be talking about Adam Rippon and Christian Dior, and I think Christian Dior is going to be not controversial, but would be a great thing for us to talk about in the group because um, he has some fun, interesting things to talk about. But first, we are talking about Adam Rippon, who is, uh, was, still is, I don't know, America's sweetheart after the, um, what was it, 18? Yeah, I think 2018 um, Olympic Games in, here we go, I'm going to try it, Pyeongchang, South Korea. Did I do it right? It's the 2018 Winter Olympics, and uh, he won won a bronze medal for uh, men's figure skating, making him the first openly gay U.S. male athlete to win a medal in the Winter Olympics, which is a lot of qualifications. I'm pretty sure he's the first openly gay male athlete from the U.S. to win a medal in any of the Olympics, not just winter, but I couldn't really find anything on that, so if anyone knows who the first U.S. gay male athlete to win a medal in the Summer Olympics is, please let me know. There's a lot of qualifiers. So Adam Rippon, on this day in history, won the bronze medal. Um, He was um, raised by a single mother um, who inspired him to start skating when he was 10 years old and was just dedicated to making him the best that he could be, giving him every opportunity. Um, He later praised her for being his inspiration and Thanked her for his, her dedication to his success, which I love. It's so great to see families supporting each other, especially um, parents supporting their LGBT kids. I mean, there's a lot. There are a lot of people out there, a lot of parents, obviously, who do 
but you know there's also a lot who don't and I love seeing families that love each other and stick together. So he is a, uh, an American figure skater and he's won more than just the bronze medal at the Olympics. He won the uh, 2010 Four Continents Championships and I'm not entirely sure what that was. Should have looked at it. And he also won the 2016 U.S. National Championships. So he's like big, you know. When I was researching this, like the source I got it from that that shot me off to look like actually doing my own research only said that he won the bronze medal said nothing about the rest of his life and the, the other things that he's won and done I mean like he's incredible and um he then went on in 2018 to win season 26 of Dancing with the Stars which makes him the first openly gay celebrity to win that competition which I think is somewhat relevant to the you know earlier that year he was the first gay male athlete to win a, in a, a medal and then he was the first openly gay celebrity to win Dancing with the Stars which I've never watched but I assume that's that's relevant people always talk about it isn't Jake the snake on it or something though some some weird person is gonna be on it soon and I I might watch that um, speaking of watching things, in 2019, he guest-hosted RuPaul Drag Race Season 11, which I think is probably another topic that could be opened up on the Facebook group, because um, I know a lot of people feel ways about RuPaul, and uh, please don't argue, please be respectful, I guess, to each other, but I know there are a lot of feelings about RuPaul. So that is my very, very short story about Adam Rippon. I suggest we all keep an eye on him because I expect great things from him. Um, I don't want to see, you know, sometimes Olympians, they go crazy, but it looks like he's not going crazy and I expect him to be very cool. So we should keep an eye on him. And since I have finished that short little story, I think it's time to go on to a little segment with McGee. Hey, this is McGee, and welcome back for a little segment. So I just saw a commercial for the new Ford F-150, and it reminded me of the time that Henry Ford used slave labor camps in Nazi Germany and then received compensation for the destruction of forementioned labor camps. And this compensation was given by the U.S. government. Ford's anti-Semitism was well known as he had published a slanderous four-volume series titled The International Jew. And he was also admired greatly by Adolf Hitler, who always kept a portrait of Ford over his desk. Anyway, I figured I'd remind you what went into making that truck in a little segment. All right, thank you for that, McGee. We are moving on to Christian Dior, who was a fashion designer. Um, I do not know much about Dior or fashion at all. If you've seen pictures of me maybe out there on social media, I um, clearly don't know anything about fashion. I know a little bit about Christian Dior, um, and I do know, I don't know why I know about this particular thing, but I kind of know about it. I probably learned about it in my sewing class in high school. 
Um, so on this day in 1947, Christian Dior's first influential collection, The New Look, premieres. The collection was inspired by the end of World War II and appealed to pre-war nostalgia for less um, utilitarian wear that uh, kind of arose as a necessity as more and more women had to join the workforce during World War II. Um, and that kind of like female empowerment and whole, all of that led to to, you know, uh, more, you know, more freedom in how women could dress and made kind of the idea that women could go to work, you know, more acceptable. And so they needed clothes that, you know, were acceptable for work, you know, versus the clothes that they had worn pre-World War II, pre, you know, they were all kind of conservative type thing. Um, but his collection um, specifically aimed to exclude those everyday clothes for women who needed them for, like, the office jobs they were trying to get or, you know, whatever else they were doing outside the home. And he wanted to return to a time when women could be uh, extravagant and, you know, um, glamorous and look like they had a lot of money and I assume you probably did have to have a lot of money to buy Dior but you know uh he got a lot of criticism about the new look mostly from you know from feminists and um I don't think there was really anything other than people who didn't like skirts being back down to the floor um that was like the two big things were that he reintroduced the corset or at least um, very thin waistlines and then his skirts went back down to the floor. And those are both very um, controversial things to go on at the time because we had just gotten past the whole corset thing and we'd made big strides in not having to wear um, skirts that went all the way down to the floor. And um, they were also very, very uh, elaborate and very, I think, I think a lot of his stuff was floral. And um, I think it was Coco Chanel who said that Dior doesn't dress women, he upholsters them. And that was kind of like a dig at how he had these big, flowy, heavy type of dresses that went all the way down to the floor, which was not in the fashion at the time. And... I, hmm, uh, from a feminist point of view, me personally, uh, in t 2020 feminism, I see it as, you know, some women can wear their work clothes that aren't this, and then women can choose to wear skirts that go all the way down to the floor, but at the time, you know, it was a big fight between, um, this look that could have been perceived as dangerous kind of in that it was trying to go back to the norms before the war um and so it there was a bit of a danger we were still in the we, we still are but at the time we were still in the very strong like patriarchy that could have grabbed onto that and forced it to be the norm again so there was a lot of outrage at it from women who didn't want to be put back in the home and speaking of that um a lot of 
what he was doing it was like it was what he wanted to see women wearing it was the aesthetic he liked and that sort of thing but there was a lot of symbolism behind it that uh was a little prob- problematic it wasn't really forward thinking like the corsets or the tight waists um were things that women couldn't wear while they were working and so the reintroduction of that um symbolized women being able to leave industry and let men go back to work while they stayed at home again so that's you know there's pluses and minuses and you know it's a it's a it's a conversation I love to have. I'm crazy about these kind of things because I, I don't know. I like talking about controversial stuff, I guess. Um, so about Christian Dior, um, Queerty and all the other sources I found say that he remained closeted his whole life. But I found on glbthistory.fandom.com that he was openly gay. Uh, so as a fandom.com site... Take that with a grain of salt. Uh, I cannot find anything that says he was openly gay. There's no citation. I am interested if anyone knows. I ask you guys, you all, Tally. I ask you all for a lot of stuff, don't I? Uh, I should be giving you more stuff. But I want you to give me stuff. Let's have a conversation. Speaking of conversations, let's talk it out on the group. I'm plugging it yet again. Join the Facebook group. Let's have some conversations. Let's make some history out there and then bring more people in, make more history, and have just ripples of queer history going out through the world. And everyone's going to be like, what is happening? We're going to be like, we're winning is what's happening. And you all are extremely important in being a part of that. And we love you so much.